Look, when, when eventually we decide that it's not worth podcasting to all five of the <laughs> listeners out there and we throw in the towel, we're going to develop an expert app. You download this app and you broadcast to all your speakers simultaneously. There's no syncing problems. Somehow the speakers miraculously all decode the signal at the same time. They all sound great. That's what we're going to do. So for all those five different speakers you've got sitting around your house, you're going to daisy chain them all together. It's going to be like Sonos without Sonos. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be okay. and it's a great way to kick off the 68th episode of the ongoing Series 1, Season 1 Hooray! of the Overclock underscore ZA podcast. Actually, we're not called that anymore. We're just Overclock ZA. Yeah. All, spell all the vowels. Spell all the vowels. it like it sounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you've obviously found us if you're listening to us. I am Lindsay Shooters, Sharpshooters on social media. S-H-A-R-P-S-E-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. I am that opinion guy on the internet. And I'm joined, as always, by editor of Tech Magazine, the largest consumer technology magazine in the country on shelf. And his name is Gavin Dudley. Gavin, Hello! How was, how was your close to 2019? Hello. No, Welcome to 2020. It's really good to be back. It was like a, a quiet sort of sliding into the end of the year. I did as much as possible to avoid as many people in as many situations as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I played video games at home, which I really have time to do. That was good fun. I so we still call them video games, so we just call them games now. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Is if I say games, you'll probably assume I'm kicking a soccer ball around yes. in the back. You know, so I decided I'd better clarify video games. Although I do sometimes play video games with my kids as well, which is a lot of fun. What are you playing with your kids now? Um, what's it called? Uh, Rocket League. No, no, no. no. Starcraft. 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 Making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually playing Command and Conquer, a very old game. I think this game is like ten or twelve years old. I'm playing that by myself, and I play Starcraft with them. I taught them how to play Starcraft, and now they kick my ass. It's terrible. They'll beat you in Command and Conquer soon. Oh man. The original. Anyway, I can't play these actual run and gun games. My reflexes are just so slow. I never know what the hell's going on. I'm going dead. You, you spawn into the game and you're like, oh, what's going on what's going on dead okay <laughs> so i can't play those games strategy games i still got it mm. gavin macro was down um yeah no there's not a whole lot to report on this um it's just interesting that a store as big as that in the peak of the holiday season decides to do a software upgrade and it goes sideways you know i can just imagine all the senior staff have gone off on holiday they've left some juniors to bed something down and mm. it goes wrong I mean, a store like that, every day a store like that is closed. There's millions and millions of rands, yeah. you know. And you'd think that by now they've got such hectic systems in place, especially since the Walmart thing. I mean, Walmart probably hands down the IT policy to them. You'd imagine there's so little that can go wrong. Yeah. And yet somehow the tools, the point of sale, all bugger out. And they can't get it up and they can't get it up. They actually have to close all the stores for a whole day. You know, that's millions and millions of rands lost. I hope they find who's responsible yeah. for that kind of thing. I mean, you assume they get it up eventually and pretty quickly. They throw money at it because they're losing so much money. Um, but it's just interesting to know that it's possible for things like that to still go wrong. So, in proper, proper, proper news, Miss Stella and Benny Abrams, Minister of Communications, has been very, 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 very busy. So, incoming is the cybercrime bill, which is kind of broad-ranging. It's you will be able to be prosecuted for inciting violence to social media, for instance, all the way to any other invasions of privacy, like in the cyberspace. That's incoming very soon, I think, um, probably looking at quarter two for this year. And then there's been all this chatter about merging um, the Film and Publications Board, ICASA, and the ZA Domain Name, 
domain name authority. Gavin, do you have anything no, more no, about that? No, I don't it? have a whole lot to add on that. I mean, again, sometimes I always get suspicious when things like this happen at the end of the year. It's almost like they're trying to do things where you where you won't notice them <laughs> happening. <laughs> so, I decided, right, we're going to flag this, we're going to follow up. Now, no. The cyber crumble has been interesting because that's been developing since February 20, well, like yeah. November, like and I must say, if we want to stay on top of global commerce and global everything, it's, it's really important to have strong legislation around this in place. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of thing that those those downgrading agencies, those ratings agencies, is the kind of thing they look at when they decide whether you, you know, a proper global economic player or not. Yeah. So important for that. And then possibly the reason why you are listening to this right now is you want to hear about CES. The oh. Consumer Electronics mm. Show kicks off every new tech year in Las Vegas. Quite frosty in Las Vegas this time of year, Gavin. Um, you've mm. been a couple of times. Yes. I've been once, halfway, kind of. <laughs> It was like a two-day thing. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't all that frosty. It's just, you always expect that because you're out in the desert, there's just going to be blazing sunshine all the yeah. time. And you're wrong. <laughs> it's bloody cold out there. Yeah. Uh, Gavin, for me, the thing that stuck out the most was, uh, for most of 2018 and 2019, LG were rolling out their smart home ecosystem on the back of Google Assistant. Mm -hmm. In their keynote, where they rolled out their new integrated AI ThinQ um, whatever they're mm. calling it now, the name is way too long. Mm. Uh, they just made no mention of Google, and at the end of the keynote, they're like, "Oh no, this will work with Alexa, and this will mm. have AirPlay 2 also, and right. it can just work with anything that you want." But the AI happens outside of the actual other manufacturer AI. Okay, okay. So I mean, they're, they're the four main players. South Africa is kind of slow to the to the game here because having artificial intelligence and having um, these kind of personal assistants in your home and smart home assistance is very dependent on very reliable fast connectivity in your home and as we know in South Africa that's kind of capped it's very hit and miss only a small tier of South African society has that kind of connectivity so these smart home products have been kind of slow to happen here but everybody knows about Amazon's Alexa you know the echo the echo speaker that sits in the home that you can use to give uh, voice commands and yeah. um, we all know how Apple's Siri works and Apple is seen to be behind the curve of everyone else. Very and, much. <laughs> and Google, Google's home initiative with its personal assistant in the home has also been a, a constant talking point. So we've got these three or four players. Um, they don't work together, but they did come together at the end of last year, in end of 2019, to say that they will be working together on a new standard yes, going yes. forward, which so, is great for so the industry. The point is that, I mean, last year LG was touting its its integration with, with Google's solution. Yeah. This year, it's, it's basically making friends with everyone. I think that's par for the course. Nobody knows how the market's going to go, and maybe you are going to have to make friends with And then Samsung were quite mum on their Bixby integrations as well. Not a word. Not, not, <laughs> they were just talking about this generic AI yes. concept and not the name Bixby at all. Yeah, so see, see how I didn't name Bixby as one of the, the big four there, <laughs> you know, which is Apple's <laughs> Apple Siri and Amazon's Echo and, you know, even, even Microsoft has Cortana, which has been a bit diminished. Yeah. But you see, I don't name Bixby as one of the major players because, frankly, at this stage, it's not. Then, rolling, Gavin, I think TVs are in a holding pattern right now. I don't think we need to care about 8K because the only 8K content that will be coming out in 2020 is around the Olympics. Uh -huh. um, and there, there'll be like pockets of little things on YouTube. Mm. I think there's deals that YouTube are doing currently now mm. with different manufacturers. Um, 
there's this push against like just the way we moved away from 3D TV, no. which I predicted, and we moved away from curved screens, which we've debated in the past, yes. not on this show, on at, at pre, at pre the benefits of it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always said it's the dumb thing. Yes, Don't buy yes, curved yes. TV. Yep. We've moved away from curved TV. Yep. Um, 8K is going to be one of those things where it's like the, the bandwidth is too much right now mm. uh, to pull through. There's yes. no real content available. Don't worry about it. It's also it's like just four times. It's like four 4K TVs arranged in a panel. That's it's like complicated. Yeah. It's complicated. I think one of the biggest factors, again, is that there's some argument about whether the human eye can actually discern 8K video yeah. as distinguishable from 4K video. So by the time the technology exceeds what's possible in human vision, you know, <laughs> things are getting quite extreme. What I like so, now is the, this new filmmaker mode that's running out. It's being rolled out. Some in some standard body has worked with a couple of Hollywood directors, and they've produced this filmmaker mode, so you can see the movie. It's kind of like a HDR bastardization, where you can see the movie as the director intended. So it switches okay. off all of the motion smoothing things, uh -huh. which you should be switching off okay, anyway. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. But yeah, TVs. TVs are kind of just like a dead space right now. Well, I'm I'm interested in how we've made thin-form TVs that can actually be rolled up yes. so they don't have to be displayed in a static panel all the time. This means that instead of that big black square that's dominated your lounge, a, a big sea change could be coming where the TV rolls up like a screen yeah. when you're not using it. Or you know. tilts into portrait mode a la the Samsung... Yes, and turns into a, <laughs> a, picture, gather, a picture portrait or something like that. So I, I think that could be quite a significant change for TVs which have always been a black box which dominated yeah. the lounge. A TV that completely packs itself away. I think is quite a significant development that's only possible because of new screen technology yeah but are people really going to be investing in, in TVs that much I, I don't see it going forward because mm. everyone's like phones are getting really good like everyone's just watching things on their laptops because oh. they don't want to buy a smart TV I've fielded so many smart TV questions over this holiday <laughs> period it's actually and like my answer is always there's no such thing as a good Android TV uh, what's it set-top box the Mi box Mm. Two is it the Mi Box Two? Yeah, is supposed to be the best. And okay. I visited someone who has one, ah. and he needs to restart it every other day, mm. or else things just hang. No, <laughs> we we're using a cheap ass Android uh, box set top box at home, and it's doing business for us. Eh? Okay. Um, Unfortunately, it was such an obscure brand that it doesn't get any updates, so we're stuck at sort of Android 6 or something weird like that. But the fact is, it just runs your Netflix, it runs your Amazon. Okay, but we're getting a bit off topic. Yeah. On TVs, I'm looking forward to thin film, roll, over, roll up and pack away TVs. That, I think, is going to be something real for the next year or two. I think the age of the smart TV may be over. Um, I think we're just going to have things that cost from our phones. I think our phone will be... Become more and to where? Uh, to like a dumb internet. screen. Yeah. Okay. Well, a TV is not that different to a dumb screen. I suppose it's got a bit of computing smarts in it. Yeah. Right. We could be casting more from our phones in a more seamless way. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I've I been doing a lot of that. Just yeah. using AI to fetch things off the net. Yeah. Even I like mean, a casting sort of thing. Yeah. My your Wi-Fi or your data connection at home. I think that's that's the way forward. Agreed. Agreed. I've actually been doing a lot of casting this uh, this holiday season. When my Amazon app stopped working on my TV, yeah. I just started casting straight. There's from my also phone. this weird thing because I'm 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 a big believer in like getting the big high-value family plans of yes, 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 services. Mm -hmm. So then you end up in this weird space where like my wife and I watch two of the same shows, mm. but we watch it on her account. 
Okay. So if I go to my account and I try and fire up the thing, okay, you it can't doesn't resume know where yeah. I am uh-huh. or what I've been watching. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think as we become more personal in compartmentalized mm. in our streaming habits, mm. it's going to be more important to cast from your personal device to the screen and it just remembers everything that you've been doing. Okay. And then yes. is aware that you have family members and like in the backgrounds right. of these platforms it starts like syncing up those feeds yes yes i mean it's quite close to that already you know? yeah yeah okay okay i hear you i yeah. hear you i think i mean i wonder how many people are actually at that level where they've got multiple accounts with multiple streaming services with multiple you know profiles for family members or if we like one percenters you know? <laughs> i think we are one percent okay um yeah like my daughter's been using a youtube uh, I've connected her to my Google family yeah. thing, so she has the YouTube Music, the YouTube Premium, that sort no. of thing, and she has our Apple. She got my Apple Music family, mm. and she has Apple Music like on her tablet. But yeah, there's this weird integrations and little glitches where I can't like add her as a friend because she's too young. Mm. <laughs> Okay, oh, right, music, still on the so I can't see what yeah, she's listening yeah, yeah. to. Okay, okay. <laughs> now I one of my decisions for the year is that I think we're going to take up the YouTube. What's it called? Premium. YouTube Premium. Yes. The YouTube Premium Family Plan, which I think is a little over a hundred bucks, maybe hundred and twenty bucks, yeah. something like that. Do yourself a so favor. So you end up great. with ad-free YouTube all the time for all your family users. I tried I watching ad-supported media. It just freaked you out. Yeah. Just freaked me out. See, you keep touting this YouTube music thing, and I just no, don't music. get it. Man. I, I just don't get it. I just holds no interest for me whatsoever. But Premium, ad-free. I know my kids watch a lot of YouTube, yeah. possibly an obscene amount of YouTube. And and I do all day for work purposes. Yes. It would be just it's just a time saver and irritation saver to not have ads. So I'm thinking of investing 120 bucks and then business expensing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving uh, Samsung. I don't know which one is coming. One of the two are probably going to be the Note Lite that will be coming. Okay. Here. They so launched the Samsung S10 Lite and the Note 10 Lite. Yeah, this is almost a year after the actual original S10 came out. Yes. So um, it's interesting that the year later they bring out the Lite versions as the 11s are due to drop. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't know why they bring out the Lite. I mean, I don't know. Note 10 Lite intrigues me. It's the S8 Note 8 internal, so mm. it's a Snapdragon 8895. Because the Exynos They, so they like, haven't done lights before, right? Uh, while we always did lights, so you uh, have yes. a P20 light. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that well, they used to do like the S or the the J series. They used to have who Samsung. Yeah, Samsung. They yeah, used to have like J series was the low end, and yeah. then the A series was the middle. So there was always bunch. like a Prime and a Core. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, somewhere down the line, but in the A series. They brought out the A30s last year, which was kind of a light version of the A30. It's getting so messy, man. It's it's getting too. But I I like. Okay, straight up front, the last Exynos processor that did well on battery life for me was the S8. So the S8 from the S9 decreased the battery life from the S8, Uh and the S10 kind of kept it at the same level um, as the S9. So like for the the Exynos 8895 processor to be in the Note 10 Lite, I think that's going to be really good. Okay. Uh, With a 4,200 milliamp hour battery. Right, good good big battery. Good big battery. You're not going to have all the same power as you have in the Note 10 Lite. I just wonder why Samsung is bringing out a light version. Because they need to get into India. I think think what Samsung does is it doesn't market all these A-series phones and all that. It wants you to know it's the industry leader. So it constantly tells you about the S10 and the Note 10. Now you can get the S10 and the Note 10 in the affordable format. Yes. Instead of trying to convince you that the A series phones are great, I like it. I mean, all their marketing has already gone into the S10 and, P- and Note 10. Now, if they Note can just 10 Lite launches on version. Android 10, which it will. Uh-huh. Or which, 
um, I think it might be my next Android device. I just think it muddies the water so much for consumers, it just becomes confusing. But okay, I think a lot of it's got to do with how they've marketed these brands. But we can move on from that. We'll yes. see where, when one of those light versions do to land. Um, I'm not sure. They'll probably come next month, just before the, the, big, the launch of the, the 11th. Launches, yeah. uh, okay, well, even more confusing. Okay, yeah. fine. Kevin. Mm. <sighs> so, there's been this worrying trend on social media. Mm where people are being excluded from other people's feeds. So it's yes. like, you know the WhatsApp status? Yes. So when people are hiding side pieces, uh-huh. <laughs> they, they, oh, I see. they have like a separate stream of, of users. You're going to explain what side pieces are I'm not to going people. to explain oh, what side pieces goodness. are. We, we, they are adults listening to the show. Okay. And I'm sure you're adult know <laughs> what a side piece is. Um, so so okay. you kind of share a status for like a certain group of friends. Right. And then you have like a general status for like other friends. Oh my goodness. So this never is the like two shots. Then I was like, lives. you know what? If you double reverse lives. engineer this and you use it to separate your private and your personal life, I think it's a good tool. I have enormous problems separating my personal and private life. Right now, my resolution for the year is to participate in social media. I secretly despise social media. Yes, the you, noise, you the like noise ratio. Tool. You followed me on Twitter the That's other day. That's right. The noise is just so incredible. The value is so diminished for the amount of noise going on, <laughs> the amount of value you get out of it. But increasingly, one becomes invisible to the world if you're not participating in social yeah. media. So, in my old age. I mean, despite the fact that I actually opened my Twitter account in 2006, yes. which is probably before half of you were born. Okay, my Twitter account dates from 2006. We have adults listening to this show, Gavin. <laughs> Not many. <laughs> um, and that's, that's when I started playing social media, social media. It just got boring and it just wasn't interesting anymore. And now I've gone back to it just because it's become professionally important to do so. And I find that in my personal capacity, it's very hard to share professional opinions because you're dealing with all these different markets. You know, yeah. there's the friends who don't really understand why you believe what you believe yes. about, let's say, Apple. And then there's the tech fraternity who doesn't really understand why you believe what you believe about environmental yeah. issues. You know, that's kind of like really complicated for me, I'm finding. But you can get in trouble. Like, no, I personally, I've professionally already, gotten in trouble. I've already deleted two <laughs> tweets because I thought they were just casual <laughs> tweets. And then when I reread them in a political context, they were like, whoa. So, so it's complicated. So yeah. my fix is to have multiple social media accounts. Oh my goodness. So you have a professional account, like where you are. Okay, let's use an example. Let's actual... say Instagram or Twitter. Let's say Twitter. Yeah, so okay. in- Instagram. Instagram. Instagram, Instagram right. a good place. Okay, okay. No one uses Twitter anymore. All right. Twitter's a toxic place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So you're on Instagram. Although I do use Twitter. And you now can you've come got... fight me on Twitter. I like fighting with people on Twitter. That's at sharpshooters. Yes, yeah. sharpshooters. Okay. Um, so Instagram, you have your account, mm. like where you... Portray like your, maybe your family life, however much you want to. Just like you in a very good life. Okay, okay. And then you have like a Finster, which is like a fake Instagram account where you just like go ratchet as you want to be. Okay, in case you didn't get that, Finster, F I N S T E R. That's like Insta- Instagram with an F in front. Yeah. Finster, okay, it's a fake Instagram account, yeah. And then you have like another thing like for maybe your creative creative outputs. Mm. So if you like a photographer, you're an amateur photographer. But, but then you can never aggregate your traffic together. You don't know how much you love. No, but you don't need to aggregate your traffic together. I think you've got a split personality problem, Lindsay. I, and it's coming out I on I think Instagram. I'm just creating content that lives better in different spheres of my life. Schizophrenic So freak. like my, that opinion guy one is more driven where I'm like really testing the limits of whatever phone I'm reviewing mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatever okay. piece of tech I'm using okay. within context right. and give an explanation why. So like okay. beautiful images or 
I'm posting like whatever I'm putting up on the blog. If ah. there's something interesting, it's a nice visual that comes along with that. Yeah. That's what I'm doing there. Whereas like sharpshooters is me at my most raw. Where it's like anything hmm. that it's my life through through my filter. That's that's the way I, I okay. count it. Okay, okay. I mean, I wonder where where millennials and where Gen Z stand on this. I wonder if they've also got I fragmented. I don't know. But strangely enough, what I've been seeing a lot, I've been noticing a lot lately, like, people like out there in the wild doing TikTok, like making mm. TikTok content. Uh, we were at uh, Stodal's. Uh, there's a nice play park the nursery, there. Nursery, yeah. Uh, yeah, the nursery, and <coughs> having lunch with my family. And then these two girls on the jungle gym, and the one like stood on top, and the other ah. one like positioned the phone. Oh my goodness! And then they're doing this whole synchron. And I saw them. How old are they? Like ten? Or they're they're younger? Probably about like, twelve, thirteen. Jeez. Okay. Um, right. And I saw them rehearsing the choreography, okay, okay, okay. and then they played it out. And they had like maybe three or four takes before they settled like on that one that was the one. That is just so impressive, just man. That, the commitment to content creation right now, amateur content creation, is insane. And and I think. I think we need multiple social media accounts to cater to our multiple facets of our personalities. That's, oh my that's, goodness. That's, me. that's me going into 2020, that's sort of energy I'm going really? to like, compartmentalize okay. your yeah, life. See, I'm trying to do the opposite, you know, I can barely participate in social media. I'm, I've got all these people who are trying to make <laughs> friends with me on Facebook, <laughs> and I've already presented a false face to these people, so now I can't make friends with them on Facebook, because else they're going to find out who I really am, and that's going to be a problem. <laughs> you know? It's like, you know, I don't want my, my family to be my friends on Facebook because on Facebook I can mouth off yeah. about stuff and, I, you know, stuff I can't really it's bring up like, at dinner with these people. Even with my kids, like, I, I, I want to cease being a sharent in 2020 yeah, as well. there you go, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, my yeah. daughter already has, I mean, for about a year or two now, she's been having issues with, like, taking pictures. Like, she never really wants to show her face on, on hmm. pictures and stuff. And I've become very sensitive to that Okay, as well. okay, okay. Uh, my son's face is still changing. I mean, he's uh -huh. quite young. Okay, uh, in okay. two years' time, he'll look a lot different than he does okay. now. Um, so he's still fine and he does cute things and uh -huh. he loves playing up for a camera. All right, okay. Um, but yeah, like moving more of that into time sensitive spaces, so like into stories, yeah. into those 24 hour sort of blocks, uh -huh. and not archiving these things that kind of are identity markers for them as well. It just all seems like way too much trouble for me, man. The biggest problem is work colleagues who want to be friends on Facebook. Yes. I promise you, these people don't really want to know what I think about the world. They really don't. <laughs> they what they want, they just want my work persona to keep going. And unfortunately, there's massive duality there. Yeah. Okay, moving on. <sighs> um... Kevin, but I, I want to talk about Chromebooks. I know yes, this please. is boring. Back to um, we are back to yeah. School. So for those who don't know what a Chromebook is, it's like it's like a laptop light, not physically light, as in kilograms. What it is is although Samsung did put out the lightest Chromebook at CES. Yes, okay. Uh, <laughs> Chromebooks can be very light in weight as well. But the reason I call them light is because they don't have the regular Windows operating system. They use a special operating system which Google developed called Chrome OS, which it, it looks and feels a little bit like Android actually. It's it's a well, close it's relative a lot of, Android. of Android stuff. You yeah, can use Android apps. It's a close relative now. of Android, actually. Except that it's designed to work on PCs. So now you have this laptop running Chrome OS. So it's pretty much the browser and then the web apps from the yes, browser. Yes, and it works the same way. You know, you click on things, you run applications, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And um, 
probably the single most important difference is that it relies heavily on you being connected to the internet. Yes. So it uses a lot of cloud services, it uses all the Google services, and it really wants to keep your documents in the cloud, open your documents from the cloud, save your documents to the cloud. So you need really good connectivity all the time to keep things going. It can work without connectivity, but that's not how it's designed to work. Yeah. So it's, it's not a high processing, well, in general, not a powerful PC as we would regard a powerful PC. That's not its function. Its function is to do basic office work, writing, bit of web surfing. I think if you're trying to put together complex clips in a PowerPoint presentation, it'll handle that, but that's not really what it's trying to, to do. Um, so um, schools love them because they're extremely secure. Windows, as we know, is extremely insecure. Chrome OS is very secure and it updates automatically in the background all the time. All the security holes get closed automatically all the time because it's Chrome OS and it's just using the internet all the time to keep itself up to date. So, you know, schools love it. It's easier to administer. It's easy to have multiple users on a single device, very secure and so on. What are the limitations of Chromebooks, Lindsay? Um, no Windows functionality. <laughs> right. Okay, so no Outlook for you. I think, obviously, because because Microsoft now does have great web apps, yes. you can run Microsoft apps uh, in a web browser very effectively. Yes. Um, and, I mean, the apps, the Android apps, will the Android apps run, I wonder? Uh, I wonder yes, if they've got Chromebook the, apps. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the so. Project Marzipan was the big thing to... Was it Marzipan? I forget. I forget. Okay. No, Marzipan is Apple thing. I forget what they called it. Anyway, it was mm, amalgamating like the Android platform and the Chromebook platform. So you can run right, yes. most of the Play Store apps on a Chromebook right now. Right. Uh, as far as I know. Uh, the limitations for me is it's just never been a powerful enough Chromebook mm -hmm. out there. Um, Chrome is kind of becoming very resource intensive. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're scaling it up to that, that point where everything is like basically a web app that's just eating and eating and eating into RAM and yes, memory yes. resources. I mean, web apps are quite resource intensive. Yeah. Browser windows are actually remarkably resource intensive. Yeah. So just opening more and more browser windows what, what, what chews up your processing power and your RAM. Since we're on this topic now, um, I was running a project uh, with a couple of people up in Joburg uh, through December where I effectively then just turned a folder structure in my OneDrive folder into mm. a mini server that we're all collaborating on. Yeah. Um, which worked out great because the client wanted stuff in Microsoft Word. Okay, so now you've got all the data that you need for this project stored in the cloud and shared with all the parties yeah. that need to participate. and everyone can collaborate yeah. across. So people can upload, can edit, can change, yeah. can download, yeah. yeah, all from a cloud folder. And yeah. that, that worked great. I think um, there are still tools that Microsoft are adding right now. Mm. Um, their new mobile apps. But you're getting a bit of the Chromebook yeah. thing. So I, I want to move away from okay. the Chromebook thing. No, no, thing no, but if, if a school... Uh, the reason I want to deal with this is a back-to-school issue. I think a lot of schools are asking pe parents to get Chromebooks. And I, parents I are arguing, I want to get a tablet. What, what, so, what I've seen know. is a lot of schools are mandating electronic um, devices. Mm. So like a tablet or a Windows machine or a Chromebook. And I then they're, they're, using, the choice. they're administering yeah. through Google Classroom. So you can use mm. your Google account and all the Google... The Google stuff. I see, and Google that will apps. work almost equally well across a tablet, yes. which you might want to pair with yeah. a keyboard, or a Chromebook, yeah. or a Windows yes. PC running yeah. Google application yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, the big the big thing is like what platform your school is on. Mm. If they are 
you you you'll get Microsoft schools and you'll get Apple schools, which mm. there are very few in South Africa for good reason. Yeah, um, it's a very you, expensive more Microsoft to education ones, but there they'll have like extensive um, computer labs. Yeah, yeah. With there'll be yeah, and then you get like everyone. Most people are on Google Classroom. Okay. Uh, so that is a. a a plugin that you can then just add in via an app or the Google App Suite. Okay. Um, so you get added to, yeah, the, the G Suite. It's like okay. a G Suite. Yes, yes, yes. G Suite's Apple's, uh, uh, Google's whole suite of yeah. all its applications all tied up nicely together. But I've seen you can a, actually you can pay yeah, for a that. A lot of schools are running like, um, I see D6 have now finally released a proper app. They're not I don't know what D6 is. It's a communicator thing where the school can send communications to all parents so instead of like sending out You're newsletters. You're quite well stuff. versed, eh? Dude, Jeez. my kids are, are very much school coming. <laughs> no, no, but so am I, but I don't know D6. Okay. Deep, deep in the, in in, in those things. Okay, in the admin. Okay, fine. Um, and then, yeah, I've seen seen a lot of schools who run like WhatsApp groups for different classes. Okay, so so short answer, do you want to get your kid a basic laptop, a Chromebook, or a tablet? Uh, I don't... Let's say your budget's 10. I don't think Chromebooks No, no, are your budget's not 10, your budget's 8. <laughs> yeah. Your budget's about 8, eight. or, or five, yeah. 5, even. Okay, okay, call like it that's... 6. Let's call it 6. Okay. Uh, for that, again... I'm gonna say an iPad. Yeah. And iPad OS yeah. is has made it good enough for a mm. lot of that stuff. Okay. Um, I'm in this instance I'm going along with Lindsay actually. I do think the iPod iPad is a remarkable machine, yeah. actually. So the entry level for a full sized iPad that's like a ten inch size screen is now six grand. It doesn't have the top top tech in it. But it's got excellent tech in it yeah. regardless. Great quality screen, all these things. And you're going to want to pair that up with a keyboard. Yeah. Your one limitation is you might not get great mouse control on that. Go. The iPads are notoriously bad with plugging in mouses. Yeah, yeah I don't dig it. Right now, they use a Bluetooth sort of thing. Yeah, I don't dig it. It's yeah, you don't get a proper pointer or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm. it's, it's weird. It's weird, man. Okay. Um, yeah, following on that... Yeah, that's that's about it. I think okay. I think most of the platforms have their, their great integrations, mm. cloud integrations. I think the best thing you can do for yourself in 2020 is get a decent cloud account. Mm. Um, so you can sync documents across okay. most things. Yes, my short answer is if your budget is six grand to send your child back to school with a digital device, do not buy a six grand laptop. You're going to buy absolute <laughs> rubbish at that price. In fact, anything below eight grand is pretty much rubbish. Yeah. If I were you, I would try and get to nine grand to get a great laptop that's light, that's easy for them to carry, yeah. that's got full spec, at least eight, meg, eight gig RAM and so on. I'd, I'd go for yeah. eight grand to nine grand laptop if you can possibly achieve that. If you're stuck at six grand, you've got to go with an iPad, yeah. in my opinion. And Chromebooks then, we don't really get in this country right yeah, now. Yeah, Acer like, brings them in, and Asus brings in one or two every now and then, but Acer has kind of dominated the market. I think they market them yeah. to schools, yeah. Like, my, my kid is at a school where they use Chromebooks uh -huh. um, in, in, like, a computer lab sort of mm. situation. And, yeah, I've been talking to the back end of that, and their the sourcing for that is just terrible right now. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, gray importing. and Yeah, I think people are looking at how Chromebooks have worked in the U.S. and trying yeah. to imagine it's going to work like that. Yeah, yeah and it just doesn't our work data like connectivity that. Yeah. yeah. So, if, not the same. if you're looking at six grand for your kid going back to school, I think you've got to go with an iPad. I wouldn't consider any other tablet, by the way. Windows tablets, no. Android yeah. tablets, no. You're going to be tempted to do that. If I were you, I would just go with the Apple iPad, entry-level model at six grand, and maybe spin off another couple of hundred rand for a good cover and a good keyboard. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Gavin, predictions for the next year or the next oh decade? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to swing. I'm oh, my swing goodness. The fences. Okay. I'm, I'm going to steal a bit from Cara Swisher right now, uh -huh. where I think the smartphone is not going to be with us. 
at the end of this decade. Ooh, okay, no, sure, the end of the decade. No, sure, sure, sure. I mean, I think two or three years we'll already see its diminished role. It'll end up yeah. being docked with other devices. It'll end up getting much smaller because we won't actually be using the screen on the phone nearly as much, yeah. in my opinion. Um, sure, I can go along with that. Yeah. Um, I, I think this year is going to be the year of the foldable. Yes, But yes. for me, I think the two separate screens, as we discussed yeah. before, when I wanted to start rolling this, this episode, <laughs> um, I think the, the split screen sort of foldable is the way forward. You think? Where you can dock mm. the device into another device and you have two screens mm, then when okay. you need it. Um, I don't think the... F Everyone likes the idea of like a big screen that you can collapse into a smaller yeah. form factor. Yeah. But I, I don't see the practicality. You see two autonomous little screens autonomous. that can be made to work yeah. together, but will probably be The fragility of having like one okay. big device is okay. Is Again, a I, mean, I think I think what we what we're talking about. We were skeptical about these folding devices all along, but increasingly I'm starting to see a play for a big screen device that folds into your pocket. Yeah. Whether that works as two separate individual screens or whether it blends into a single screen I am seeing a role for a big screen device in your pocket which I didn't see at the beginning of this uh, beginning yeah. of last year let me say okay. mm. so that's a real possibility I am looking at mainstreaming of cloud services this year where even regular folks in the street start using yeah. cloud services in and understand what they're doing and in, streaming music yeah, okay, and streaming music and, and knowing that everything's stored in the cloud, which means that USB ports on TVs become less important yeah. because a lot more streaming is happening through the cloud. Um, what else? What else am I thinking? There was I'm this weird thing I noticed. Mm. There was a car that I know is Apple uh, um, CarPlay and Android Auto compatible yeah. um, parked next to me, or at least I parked next to it in a pick-and-pay parking uh -huh. lot, and there was a USB drive uh. stuck into this thing's Dashboard. USB port, and I was like... Wow, that is weird. I you mean, never it's, got you, it's got Bluetooth, but the, he's plugging in a USB. I yeah, don't understand. he can oh, plug okay. in his phone and use yeah. his streaming uh -huh. services yeah. on, on his head unit. Mm. But he has plugged in a thumb drive and there's obviously music stored on that. Maybe his wife gave him a playlist for Christmas on a flash. Wow. <laughs> For me, it's just too much trouble to download shit nowadays. Yeah, you know, and then you plug in the USB, and then it doesn't play in the right order. You can't get things organized. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, um, other things this year, I'm very interested to see how uh, fiber rolls out in South Africa versus 5G, which I think we'll see a little bit of this yeah. year, versus how the price of data can be brought down. I think there's going to be a protracted fight, but I'm interested to see how those three things play mm -hmm. off against each other. Fiber versus 5G versus mobile data. Yeah, because that, that's really what's going to drive our economy in the end. Yeah. So, hmm. I think we're going to see massive breakthroughs in electricity um, within 2020. Mm. Uh, battery storage is going to be a big, big focus. Mm. Um, so that's going to impact um, EV rollout mm. and actual how our grids are being managed. I think... I think when we solve that problem, mm. then put up all the freaking windmills you want. Okay. First, okay. we need a place to store it. I believe that our economy will survive the turmoil that's going on right now. I think whatever's happening in Iran right now is going to affect the global. It's going to affect the global energy crisis in such a way that we'll be forced mm. to f bring like trial solutions mm. that have been in development for the last couple of years, like force that to market mm. and we're going to see breakthroughs there okay. i think we're going to end 2020 a lot stronger as south africa than we did in 2019 mm. and i think 
all these top matriculants who are wanting to study actual aerial sciences are pissing in the wrong <laughs> pond right now. Please go do actual data science. Actual aerial sciences is a dying trade. Yeah, um, yeah. Everything's going to, all of that yeah, please. is going to turn into In your lifetime, that AI. stuff will be commoditized <laughs> by AIs. Yes, yes. And <laughs> um, our next episode, I will tell you secretly about a good friend of mine who is working on AI for Amazon and what they've achieved. It's really oh, wow. quite hectic, but it's a whole story in itself. Yeah. I'll tell you about that. Um, I don't have anything to add, I don't think. It's going to be a great year in tech. I think a, a good year in tech for me translates into an astute kind of realistic view of how technology will power our lives going forward. It's not about bells and whistles. It's not about GUR product launches. It's about an astute sense of tech as a tool yeah and i'm hoping to keep banging that drum this year cool uh, with that i'm over and out yeah, um, confirmed right now actually from samsung's pr south africa note 10 light is due to launch in february um maybe at the end of january even uh so yeah that's something to look forward to okay <laughs> i guess <laughs> also I'm, I'm tweeting this year so do come and visit me at gavin underscore dudley um, I'm afraid it's not more funky than that. I have got another account that I'm not going to tell you about. <laughs> at, at, at Gavin underscore Dudley is my Twitter handle. Do find me there and see what rubbish I'm talking. Cool. Yeah, check us out uh, online. Share with us with your friends. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Over and out.